finally the Rams are dead. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It is me, it is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we're recapping the divisional playoff games. We're looking ahead to the conference championships, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun in between. Boggs, it was a good week for me. I made a little parlay, the first one all year. I bet all four games. I said to myself, self, you're going to watch all four of these games. Let's make sure we get some skin in all of them, and I did. And I got them all, baby. I got the Very Rams nice. to get their butt kicked by the Packers. I got the stupid Buffalo Bills winning. It was great. They won. It was great. Love me some Buffalo Bills. I shouldn't say stupid. Stupid is what I meant for the Rams. Uh, but no, I love the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. And then, of course, uh, I had Cleveland to cover. We talked about that last week on the program. We thought the 10 was just a little much. And that was even before the Mahomes injury. And then when that Mahomes injury, I was like, oh, my yeah. goodness. Maybe I should have put the money line on the Cleveland Browns, but they did leak <laughs> it out. And then, of course, at the very end, never tell Tom Brady he can't do something. That is a very dangerous game to play. But, Boggs, it was a fun weekend of football, and uh, I'm sure that really not too many surprises. Like, it was nothing really shocking. And none of the games, I think, one team, with the exception of Green Bay, I don't think anybody looked great doing it. I feel like yeah, Green Bay was the true. one team that looked the best. Well, that was my takeaway. What was yours? Yeah, well, that was definitely my takeaway as well, is Green Bay looked better than everybody else. Uh, I think the Rams were probably the worst team left in the playoffs at, at, at this point. But I think the biggest surprise to me was, and of course we find out Michael Thomas is going to undergo yeah, a couple surgeries, surgery. yeah. but getting a donut, uh, in Drew Brees' last game was unbelievably surprising to me. I think that, you know, he caught his first touchdown of the year last week. I think we expected that. I kind of thought that Michael Thomas was going to have the game that Traquan Smith had. But the guy wanted to play. He wanted to be part of Drew Brees' you know, final journey here. And uh, now he he toughed like it a out. Hobbit movie. It's Drew Brees' really? final journey. Yeah. It's gonna, Drew yeah. Brees. Drew Brees in the last shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, doesn't really have a happy ending, but no. uh, we'll see him on uh, you know pregame stuff or wherever he's going to end up sure. working next year anyway. So, but uh, I think that was the biggest surprise to me was Michael Thomas with a a donut in, in this weekend. Well, you know what? Let's start with that game. It was the last game, but we'll we'll circle our way back so sure. I can uh, so I can really just you know wallow in the Rams' loss as long as I can <laughs> later in the show, but um, without any expectations of doing anything else. And I'm just so glad it's over. I just I'm so sick of being wrong about the Rams every week. And if you listen to the show, you know it. We've done some good work. None of my work was good against the Rams. I will take full <laughs> responsibility for that. I do not care. But finally, you know, I put my money where my mouth was last week and they ate it. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Rams fans. I apologize in advance. It's nothing personal. It's, <laughs> it's just business. But um, not only was that the case, by the way, in this game of Michael Thomas getting the zero, but let's also not forget there's only seven receptions in this game between Antonio Brown, Godwin, Gronkowski, and AB. 
So did I say AB twice? If so, I meant Evans. I'm sorry. If I like basically (laughs) the, the, the bucks wide receivers and tight end with the exception of Brayton had seven receptions. So they were not dominant. Leonard yeah, Fournette. Brait and Fournette were the, I mean, Fournette was the leader in receptions yeah. and Brait uh, had four. So, well, and, and Fournette's the guy that I want to talk about because this is now two big playoff games. And we all know when you're on that big stage, it has an impact on a guy and especially, you know, a guy who could be on the market next year. I think Fournette's going to be a starter somewhere next year. He could be a starter in Atlanta. He could be a starter in Seattle. I think he's better than anything that they've got. And Leonard Fournette can help some teams. I don't think he's going to compete. Look, I think he's going to go in and start for somebody. Are you getting that feeling too? Especially, look, even this week against Green Bay, Green Bay's run defense is the one thing that they're really not good with. So that's like another moment for him to possibly shine on a big stage. He should have been starting for the Bucks. He actually should have been starting for the Jags the whole year. Well, but, yes. uh, you know, Marone decided, you know, there was too much bad blood or whatever was going on there, and uh, they moved away from it. Yeah, I think that Leonard Fournette still has more than enough skill. This is still a dude that was picked in the top five. You know, he's a great running back, and to have him buried right now, uh, it, it, you know, was surprising the whole regular season, and it's uh, super aggravating to me that he is now doing it during – uh, the regular season, but you know, at least I know I got a half of one of those and uh, you know, the other half where uh, I thought Lev Bell was going to be decent for the chargers or chargers, the jets moving forward uh, obviously didn't happen. So at least I'm 50% right here, but I think, I think Fournette's a stud and I think he still can be. And I think you're right. He should be starting somewhere next year. I had a bad feeling about this game for the Saints in the first quarter when they went down and had two drives that ended up in field goals. I just felt like it's not going to be their day. If you can't end these red zone drives here in touchdowns, it's going to come back to haunt you, and it did. And I want to give a ton of credit to Devin White and the defense, too. I made an equation. It remind this well, Levante David and Devin White, who had 10 tackles and he had an interception. The guy was just everywhere. It reminded me a little bit of a few years back when you remember when Patrick Willis and Bowman were kind of at their peak. Yeah, yeah. That's what this feels like because they were also not like the biggest guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like, you know, Devin White's a little shorter for a linebacker in the NFL for the most part, but my he goodness, was everywhere in this, he game. was everywhere. He plays like he's 6'5. <laughs> like, he's yeah. just the dude was amazing. Uh, and the defense really stepped things up. Three picks, eight passes defended, a fumble recovery. Uh, they did a phenomenal job of stopping the run. That's what they've done all year. And Drew Brees, like the guy's got 11 cracked ribs and a collapsed lung, and he's still playing football. Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees. And I think right. that's pretty obvious to anybody who's watched Drew Brees in his career. And you know what? To a certain extent, maybe the body is just failing him too. And this is what we saw at the end for Peyton Manning. That's what you see at the end for a lot of quarterbacks who aren't named Tom Brady, who's going to play until he's 57 years old. And um, look, I think if Drew Brees goes out, there's no shame in this. I love the moment at the end with Brady and the kids out there on the field. I think that was a beautiful moment. I think that's a signal that it's over, taking that one last little breath. And if you're going to lose. You think if Jared Goff was retiring that Tom Brady would have met him uh, (laughs) on the field after the game? No. I mean, I'll tell you what, Sean McVay (laughs) won't even meet with Jared Goff. That's another one. You are completely right about that, too. Yeah, we're going to. I was. Two weeks ago, I nailed. I said it. Oh, it feels so good, man. When we get to the Rams, stay tuned <laughs> because it is going to be lit, as the kids like to say. But, dude, like, I just I feel as though, um, you know, if you're Drew Brees, you didn't get that moment with the crowd. You didn't get that adulation. You got a quiet moment of reflection at the end, and you lost to the GOAT. There's no shame in that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just sickening to see Tom Brady in another championship game. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm so tired of it. You know, but, and I, did you see that stat, by the way? I don't want yeah, to interrupt the, you. the Cowboys one. Is that the one you're talking about? No, no, no that's a good one, too. This is another <laughs> one. Since the merger in 1970, um, there have been 16 appearances in the conference championship by the Steelers, 16 by the 49ers, 15 by the Patriots and 14 by Tom Brady. Right. How about that. It's just ridiculous. You know, it's uh <laughs> And, and this is, this is what I always talk about with coaching. You know, Bill Belichick is a great coach and I'm not trying to take stuff away from him, but if he doesn't have Tom Brady, I don't know if he wins any race, you know, and it's uh, Tom Brady stepping up and, and uh, taking another team. It, look, it's not like the bucks were a bunch of scrubs and then Brady came in and fixed them. No, they were pretty not. good already, but uh, it's just insane. The, the success that this guy has had and you can just tell it's not fluky at all. It's not, and it's the it's 20th anniversary does. of the uh, Tuck Rule too. Today, by the way, 20 years and since the, the guy's tuck still rule. playing. The Go guy's away. still still Jeez. playing. That was the beginning, and he's guess what? He's within one game of the Super Bowl again. 20 years later, unbelievable, Tommy Brady. Tommy, let me tell you, Patriot fans, after reading that stat, do not complain about this season. You have been in the playoffs every single yeah, year. Yeah, give me a break. You've been, uh, I mean. You've been in a conference championship 14 times or 13, I guess now, and 14 for Brady, 13 for the, the, the Pats under the run of Brady. That is stunning. It's yeah. just, it's not real. So don't be a losses are brutal, you know, and, no, and so they're, it, it, they're, they're terrible. Uh, I don't like them. I don't think anybody likes them, but you know, I, I'll take losing in the playoffs and not being in the playoffs for 20 years or whatever nonsense, you know, like, like the Browns just won their first playoff game. Their last playoff game was 2002. The last win was 94. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you cannot complain. Pay, Pats fans. Sorry. You have six rings. And, and you Nine won them all yeah. in, in the last, uh, you know, 15 years. Nobody wants to hear it. Shut up. No, it, look, it, what I'm saying is don't complain now. Now yeah, that it's course. over, don't complain. I'm not complaining. And this is why Bogman hates me, because I am a very pragmatic Patriots fan. And it burns him up because I understand how lucky I am. And I, well, I, I can just ignore all the psychopaths. You know, right. that's yeah, you the can, thing. You could try. All right. Let's talk about Cleveland and KC. Um, I got to tell you. Does the rule sure. need to change? Let's just start there. Does yeah, the let's look there. You know what? Yes. Yes, it does. It yeah. does. The rule needs to change. And on top of which, the other problem I think is that if you see a clear helmet to helmet on a replay, you call it. You call right. it all the time. You're either for safety or you're not. And honestly, had Richard Higgins been knocked out on that play, you know the flag would have been thrown probably yeah. about five seconds after he was laying on the ground. They would have realized it. But because it all happened so fast and because Rashad Higgins got up fast, they didn't call it. And you know what? They should have called it. It was pretty darn clear, even in real time to me, of what had happened there. So that was the moment. And in every playoff game, there's a moment where it could go either way. And everyone's talking about Mahomes right now and the injury, and they should. But to me, the concussion is something that he'll be able to hopefully pass the protocols. It's the toe that I'm worried about. Because throwing the football is about setting your feet, and nobody has better footwork than Patrick Mahomes. This guy has incredible footwork. He is able to make throws because he's able to put his feet in incredible positions in order to get leverage to make said throws. If he can't do that, he's not the regular Patrick Mahomes, and that's going to be fascinating because the strength, as we hot take a little later on here, 
the strength of the Bills is the secondary, and the strength of the Chiefs is throwing the football. It's like what the immovable force meets the uh, the something object. <laughs> I always screw that one up. Where's Welsh? Welsh isn't here to screw up the. You know he's the, the king unstoppable of that. force. The unstoppable meets the force immovable meets the immovable object. object and, That's you know, right. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Thank you for bailing me out there, Box. Yes. Thank you, Plato. Um. Yeah. The. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I don't know with the D A D O H though, like the stuff that you should <laughs> play dough. Right, right. right. <laughs> the, the, uh, the replay stuff just always, uh, I think, uh, first of all, I don't think that the ref on the field should be making the, the, the replay calls because it takes them too long. Have mm. someone just permanently specifically right. for the playoffs, have someone specifically look over the replay and then make the rule when it gets challenged or when it's a, you know, a turnover play like this every single time they do it faster. They have a chance to look at the entire play and you know, you don't have some on field guy getting nervous, looking at stuff going, where do we have to set up or do we have to do? It takes uh, five minutes every single time that they have to, uh, you know, change something. So it's completely aggravating. It slows the game down and it stops momentum. And I understand why people hate replay, but if you're going to have replay, use it to your advantage and get every single thing right that you possibly can. I never understood why some things were able to be challenged. Some things aren't. I think it's ridiculous. So <clears throat> I'm absolutely there with you. And the rule is ridiculous itself. You know, um, No, I, I would agree. It makes sense for things like uh, a punt or, uh, you know, a field goal or something like that, but not on, uh, you know, not when you you're at the two, if he fumbles it at the one, they get it at the one, but he fumbles it out of the end zone. Now it's a turnover. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it either. So we're in conjunction there. Um, I think the, the Browns got away from the run too quickly in this game. You know, you're going to be down if you're the, and I hate this teams that have identities and this is the Ravens did it for the first half of the year. Teams that your identity is running the football. I don't care if you're down by seven points, 10 points, 14 points. doesn't matter to me. Just run the football. Be who you are because you're not going to get back into things. Like he, Chubb had 12 rushing yards in the first half. And granted, he had a bunch of drops. But where was Kareem Hunt in the first half of this game? Kareem Hunt got involved in the second half, but it just seemed and like. Why did he only have six carries? Yeah. yeah, that was a disaster. Like, honestly, 19 carries between Chubb and Hunt is a, is a sacrilege in this game. Yeah. You know, if that number had been 25, I think Cleveland wins this football game. I really do. Like, under the circumstances in which it ended up unfolding, where Chad Henney ended up coming in and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I want to give credit to the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid's got huge balls. We all know that. We've seen them. <laughs> and I'm not how about, how about Tony? Do you love Tony Romo just losing it? I actually did like that. He sounded like a little kid. You know, it's the only thing that I liked that broadcast from Tony Romo. And you know me, I hate when people complain about broadcasts. I just especially. <laughs> Hate Tony Romo. I heard him do it too. It I did. heard him do it. Now I think he You'll is never saying, unhear it now. I think he's saying it especially, but I think he has no, you know no, a weird not. Chicago accent, and, no, and I think it no. sounds weird. But it's uh, stupid. It's just it's not an accent. It's just bad English, especially. <laughs> especially. He also likes the, he especially enjoys an espresso in the morning. <laughs> oh, I just want to die. All right. Um, look, Chad Henney came in there through one of the worst picks I've ever seen. In the NFL, that was so the terrible. Zone. It was so bad, and then he made that big play. But uh, look, the Browns could have won this game. You can make the argument under the way it all unfolded. They should have won this game. Travis Kelsey is still a monster, 8 for 109 in the touchdown. You can't stop this guy. Tyreek Hill, 8 for 110, um, and they move on. Um, and, next and by the way, Daryl Williams, I think is out. Yes. I think I read it. He's out-snapped 
Bell the last two games 103 to 31 or something. Oh, it's like just that. Yeah, forget so, it. Forget yeah. forget Le'Veon Bell. Bell's nothing. Right. Done. He's done. He won't be in the league next year. Mark my words. He won't make a team. He might go to a team, but he he'll ain't gonna go make to a team. team. He'll make. He's team. not gonna make a team. Right. I think they'll cut him. Cut. I'm, I'm like Mark Ingram. I'm like Mark Ingram. Cut. So. Him and Mark Ingram can start a podcast together. We used to play in the NFL. We used to be good. <laughs> Fantasy irrelevant, starring Le'Veon Bell. Fantasy and- irrelevant. <laughs> why? Why am I so salty today? What's wrong? I don't know. What happened? Somebody peeing your Cheerios this morning? I, or no, man, I think I'm just excited that the Rams lost finally. I think it's time for <laughs> It's, it's so glad to be done with them. Yeah, I, I am. I just I feel so light and airy, and I can't wait to talk <laughs> about him and McVay all fighting. Anyway, um, Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills. The Bills defense seventeen three in this game. The defense played so great. Um, Milano was terrific. Um, the secondary was great. You know, the Bills secondary they hit people. They they hit them clean, but they're physical. You don't see that anymore. It's a physical defense. And it was great. They were in the backfield. They were making contact with Dobbins, contact with Taron Johnson uh, pick six. Well, you're going to appreciate this because you're Mr. Defense. I'm going to tell you this funny story. So watching the game, my cousin, and they've been, they've been strong slide, strong side blitz, weak side blitz. They've been overloading, underloading. They've been doing everything, crossing, everything. Every blitz you could possibly imagine. There they are in that big spot in the goal line. What happens? They fake blitz and drop four guys back. And as soon as they, I saw them drop back, I said, what a play call. And I got the word call out. And as soon as I got the word call out, the interception happened. And, there <laughs> go. and it was just because it forced Lamar. You created this wall at the goal line, right? Of defenders. And you forced Lamar to thread the needle. You took all his attention right there to where he wanted to go. And he never saw the other guy coming in. And that's whether it that's was a, James Harrison, Super Bowl 43 right there. Exactly. The, James you know, Harrison and Leslie Frazier does not get enough credit at how good he is when it comes to coaching defense there. I've said it. Now you can go. No, I mean, the pick six was awesome. And it was good to see from Taron Johnson. You know, he uh, a lot of people were uh, posting his combine gif. Of course, he <laughs> turned the wrong way on the hands drill and got pummeled in the head by, by a ball and, uh, you know, still ends up making these huge plays. He made a big play against Pittsburgh, too, in the Steelers loss to the Bills. So uh, he was great. You know, Buffalo, the offense was not great. It, you know, Singletary. Losing Zach Moss really hurt, and the run game was terrible. Uh, you know, Yeldon had two carries for four yards. Singletary had seven for 25. They just completely abandoned it. Jo- Josh Allen only ran for three yards. So Look, that's Allen, something that Allen they're going to have to take advantage of that uh, against Kansas City. They're going to have to run the ball better. You're right. And Allen, this wasn't Allen's best game by far. I mean, the QBR 51, for God's sakes. You know, no, like, this <laughs> is why Green Bay looked better than everybody else right. is because uh, these games are all so closely uh, contested. Even the Bucks and Saints was closer than 30 to 20, it felt like, at least for most oh, yeah. of the game. So, uh, and, and this Buffalo and Baltimore was a game until Lamar went out with a concussion. So, and I uh, love what the bills mafia did where they all $240,000 to his charity. They raised all those crazy, crazy. Mafia people. I mean, that's beautiful. I don't that, that, I love that. That's their thing too. You know, their thing is beating the, the bejesus out of each other in the stands right. and, and, and putting each other to the tables and stuff. But also like, you know, Andy Dalton beats the Ravens to push the bills into the playoffs. They donate to his charity. Same deal with Lamar. Lamar gets hurt. Uh, and, and you know, it, I just I hate complimenting the Ravens, but you see uh, Lamar Jackson after the game, see some of his fans out there uh, at the airport and they stop to sign autographs after, you know, the playoff loss and the concussion. 
just uh, a great dude. So uh, on good the to broadcast, see that stuff. I'm, sh- I'm curious if you caught this on the broadcast. They made a point. Um, I forget who was calling the game. And, uh, they said that, you know, Lamar Jackson was a, a very good. Uh, it was actually a good pocket passer in college. And you could attest to this. And this Ravens offensive line is not built for pass protection. And it showed in this game. And it's and it gets exasperated because they don't have wide receivers that can get open. So yeah, it it's, makes it worse. And I feel like if they could just address those two things, I think in the offseason, then you, you can't anyone who says you can't win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson, I think is a moron. Of course you can. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, uh, you know, continue to let him grow as a quarterback and continue to surround him with the right pieces. That's all. Well, look, you know, when he is at Louisville, uh, you're right. He was a good pocket passer. It's surprising that he doesn't have he doesn't uh pass the ball well on the run because he's no, won so much he is but, not a good run, runner and thrower of the football you're right but they just need to adjust the offense a little bit like if you want lamar to pass the ball a little bit like you said get a little bit better at pass protecting uh have him really learn about protection you know you gotta be able to move guys in the spots and all that stuff he's gonna have to get a grip on that and but he can sling it. He can make every single throw. So uh, I, I think they need to work on pass protection, getting him there, and also just work on his footwork um, as he's throwing the ball on the run too in the offseason. I mean, the guy, the guy is still super young and he's absolutely dangerous. So uh, going to be a good quarterback for a long time. All right, last one here. <laughs> Save the best for last. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, who's got to do it for me? Aaron Rodgers, right? My favorite quarterback in the NFL. He's right. my favorite team in the NFL, the Rams. Well, uh, I got to root for him this week, too, uh, I because I want Brady. Well, I really want Antonio Brown to lose, but uh, Brady <laughs> losing would be great as well. I know I know you would like that. So Aaron Rodgers, 296, two touchdowns. Um, this game was close in the first quarter and then green Bay pulled away and uh, look clearly Aaron Donald was not Aaron Donald. He was not good in this game. Uh, he was not himself. He was clearly playing hurt. Um, you know, the Rams just never seemed to get in a good rhythm. Uh, the energy of the green Bay Packers on both sides of the ball. We've been talking about it for weeks. They're more physical. They're energetic. They're confident. They execute. Aaron Jones has some great runs. He had 14 carries for 99, in the touchdown cam Akers. Another guy, like, talk about a strong finish, too. Cam Akers, 18 carries for 90 and a touchdown. Uh, to me, this comes down to execution and Jared Goff's inability, despite the injury, to execute. And the defense not being 100%. Obviously, Aaron Donald, you know, is a huge factor in games. When he's not right, it makes a difference. And there was a great job there at the goal line, too, that play where they moved Adams from one side to the other and Ramsey couldn't get back to cover in time. You know what? That was right out of Steve Sarkeesian's uh playbook yeah. from the national championship game yeah. that's exactly what Devontae well, you know Smith funny? was doing we saw that happened and then the other play was in in the New Orleans Saints game that play with Winston which was the same play that the the Bears ran on them the week before and failed they and, and like, yeah Wims dropped the ball right right yeah. and they turned it around on them and 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 actually scored the touchdown on it with their backup quarterback which was pretty awesome I thought yeah, it was uh, it, it was pretty cool to see. There were also some huge drops by the Rams in this game. I remember yeah, uh, Woods dropping one that was uh, clearly would have been a first down. I think uh, Reynolds might have dropped one over the middle too. Maybe Higby was in there too. Like Goff was twenty one to twenty seven, banged up. He didn't play a terrible game here. So uh, it was way more on the defense and their inability to stop Aaron Rodgers and uh, Aaron Jones really and. Like I said, no one was going to stop Devontae Adams, and they didn't. He had nine catches on 10 targets. It's, uh, you know, he, the yards weren't great, 66, but obviously he had the score, and they took advantage of the other spots. You know, uh, 
Williams had a pretty good game. Lazard had 96 in the score. Uh, Robert Tunyon had four big catches. Like they just they they moved around. Just imagine if they had better skill position players too. Like Aaron Jones is good. Devontae Adams is amazing. The best wide receiver. In the well, Aaron NFL. Jones is going to help the team next year too. Let me tell you. But, but put someone on the other side of Devontae. Put someone halfway uh, decent, just better than Alan Lazard. And I like Lazard. He's good, but he's a three or four at best. So he shouldn't really be playing it too. So uh, this Packers team is absolutely dangerous. Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you what, Van Jefferson is another guy to keep an eye on next year. Oh, I yeah. like that talent, yeah. man. And and I and I will say this with all the cap issues that they have, Cooper Cup or Woods is going to go. My guess is it's going to be Cooper Cup who goes, and Jefferson's going to step into a role and have a very good season. He it, the, once again the wide receiver class of twenty twenty just does not stop giving. He, and, yeah. And he was banged up at the beginning of the year. That's why, uh, you know, they were the whole coaching staff was gushing about him during, uh, you know, but on uh, top of that, we see this in baseball all the time. I made this equation. It's like when you have a great prospect, but they're blocked by a star, you know, they're just not going to get the playing time. And Jefferson's blocked by Woods and Cup, who are very capable. And and Reynolds was good. You know, Reynolds was very good, especially at the beginning of the season. So uh, Jefferson's a die. I'm telling you, I'm going to have a ton of shares next year of Van Jefferson, telling you right now. That is absolutely going to be the case. There's no doubt about Who's that. Who's going to be throwing to him? Will it still be Jared uh, Well, here we go. Let's go. Let's do it. So apparently, and this is the quote. I, I want to get it right because it's it's so glorious. I want to <laughs> I want to quote it exactly. So uh, NFL Network Steve Weiss reports, one person close to the situation said, Coach Sean McVay and Jared Goff's relationship is, quote, needs marriage counseling, end quote, this offseason. Yeah, well, luckily they, they live in California. So they can go to one of those retreats and talk about their feelings. And, you know, how they've been hurt and how you don't want to hurt each other going forward and open the pathways of communication and do all that stuff and start (laughs) to really respect each other again. But I will tell you this. I don't think they're going to change quarterbacks. If they trade Jared Goff, it would not shock me. But I would love to see Ryan Fitzpatrick end up there. That would make me so happy. Oh, my God, would I love this. Run the football cam acres. Let Ryan Fitzpatrick sling that yang all over the place. And let's go. But they're going to bring in somebody, don't you think, to compete? Yeah, they least. should flip Jared Goff for Carson Wentz. Wait, How about that? Car- Jared Goff is not built for Philadelphia. I lived there six years. I can tell you right now. <laughs> they yeah, he should go to Cal. He is you, uh, totally bro, a West Coast guy. You ever watch one of those guys bro. in the cheesesteak grill? I know you have because I have. So, you know, when, you know, they chop up that meat really fast, oh, yeah. that's Jared Goff. He's going to be the meat on the, on the, my <laughs> on favorite the was when, uh, Jack McBriar went there with, uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog. <laughs> that, that was a, a fun one on Conan for uh, sure. I, I missed that character. That's a good character. <laughs> I'm going to go down a YouTube hole with that. Smigel, one. Right. Uh, Robert Smigel's so funny, man. But look, this is keep an eye on them Rams. See what happens. Um, could be some changes. I think cup might be one of them opens up some uh, spots for Van Jefferson. He's too talented. You know, you can't keep him uh, away. I'm sorry. You just can't. Maybe it'll be Woods. I doubt it. I think it's going to be Jefferson. We'll find out. All right. So let's hot take it. Let's go. It's funny because the odds on these games are exactly the same. Kansas City Chiefs at home, favored by three against Buffalo. Now, clearly, we're still waiting for more Mahomes news. It's too early. It's only Tuesday. Uh, and then the Packers are three-point favorites at home against the Bucks. So basically, they're telling you uh, there's no advantages here. <laughs> so they're telling you. <laughs> Um, there's no way Chad Henney can play this game and the Chiefs win, right? 
I don't think so. I, I think it, it would have to be it would have to be Josh Allen in the offense turning the ball over a bunch if Chad Henney uh, plays this game. So yeah, I think that that is obviously the determining factor. I think honestly, I think this is the lowest spread we've seen for the Chiefs all year, isn't it? Chiefs by three. So well, look, they uh, haven't covered. Well, they've covered like once in the last ten games or something. Like it's they not. haven't covered often. This is not. I don't think this is the same Chiefs team that we saw last year. It you know, is they, not the still same Chiefs team. And you know what? Very it's good. Starting to push me towards the Buffalo money line of plus one twenty. That's what's starting to. Of all the bets, just go. Like maybe you should just go. Like maybe you should be Buffalo because. You know, there's there feels like something magic about the Bills this year, and I don't want to get all Disney Plus on everybody here, but you know what? It does. It feels like the Bills. Yeah. It feels you know, like it, magic until they got to play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You know, like they, they spent the last 18 years having Tom Brady kick the s out of them in the division, and now they're gonna have to play him in the Super Bowl. It's not really fair, you know. It's so. not. But you know what? Like, I don't know. I don't think I don't think that's gonna be the case. I I don't think anybody's beating the Packers regardless. I mean, yeah, I, the Packers look like the best team uh, right now. So I, I would take them against Tampa Bay. But yeah, I mean, the, the Kansas City game is all going to come down to if Patrick Mahomes can play. And if he does play, um, <clears throat> you know, how bad is the toe and how how bad does it affect his mobility well, and his ability to make those crazy now. throws? I mean, Daryl Williams is not. I mean, look, you can run with Daryl Williams. He proved it. But like, it's it's not this. It's not your idea. It's not effective. Thing. Yeah. I mean, Here's the thing, like Buffalo is definitely, you know, they should be the underdog in this game. They're going on the road to Kansas City. But, you know, it's just very early in the week right now. Let's wait and get some more information. But my take right now is this is a very winnable football game. And the best wager on the board would be the Bills on the money line of just to win outright, just to win. Because it yeah. one, that's just that's the best way to make some cash here. Um, because it's, you know, the plus three is, you know, minus one twenty two. You know, it's I, I don't know. Like I just you know, I don't think Kansas City is going to go out there and dominate because they just haven't dominated anybody. And on the right, other side right. of the team too, I actually think this line is kind of a sucker line on the Packers. Like, I think the Packers are, might handle this game quite well. Um, you know, I know the, here's here's why the line's only three. The line's only three on this game because the Bucks beat the Packers earlier in the year, and it's Tom Brady. That is it. If that hadn't happened. And this was the Bucks with any other quarterback but Tom Brady, all-time goat Tom Brady. I don't think this line would be three. I, in fact, I think if it was the Saints, I think it would be, I don't know, five and a half or four something. Yeah, like I think it would, yeah, be it would definitely be bigger. That that's for sure. Uh, th this game is uh, that one's going to be very very interesting. I don't think it's going to be crazy cold in Green Bay. It's going to be right now, uh, from what I'm seeing, it's 28 degrees and overcast. So cold, but not insane you know not snow yeah, with uh, a yeah. massive amount of wind of course, you know, face falling off like in that playoff game years yeah, ago yeah remember that where you could see tom oh, yeah Coughlin's skeleton come out of his body that was amazing that was great yeah, his face turned into bruce arians at the start of the game that's how red it was so Why bruce, bruce arians has, has gone from turning red in the game to turning purple by yeah, mid game like and, and on top of that he's wearing this pack he looks like he i he looks like he's wearing a utility belt or he's trying to like, he's, he's threatening to blow up the sideline. Like what is right. he wearing that pack thing? What's wrong there? Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think he, uh, I think he got in a fight with Obi-Wan and Mustafar. <laughs> and he, has to, he has to wear that to breathe. So, uh, but, but bucks says there's a cornerback somewhere on some team in college named Mustafar. I just <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sure there is. Uh, I showed my kids the key and peel sketch, by the way, because now they watch football all year. So I showed them the East West game <laughs> and, just, and they thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen. I, don't know if I, ever I mean, the names are so unbelievably ridiculous. Like the, uh, <laughs> the, the player formerly known as Mouse X-Wing at Aloysiousness. <laughs> X-Wing at Aloysiousness. Missouri Western State University. That oh. was one of that's one of my favorite all time key and field bits. But and then the uh, very last one, they actually had like Debrickishaw Ferguson on and a couple of the real guys. Right, like- right, exactly. But but yeah, man, the uh, uh, I I think the Packers are going to be heavily favored. I think this line is going to slide towards them though. I think a lot of people are going to be betting Green Bay on the money line moving forward this week. So I think it's going to open up a little bit, and that may make Tampa Bay a, a good pick. Uh, at some point here, maybe it's got to go way up for me though. Before I, get, I think I get, if it gets to five, I think I might get back on the uh, on the Bucks bandwagon here. Yeah, well, it's fascinating because as you get more clarity on Mahomes, and then more money comes in, you know, in the Packers Bucks game. Uh, keep an eye on these. We're not going to get to them until later in the week, but we'll at least have our the only games to bet on. So they're definitely going to move. That's for sure. <laughs> right. All exactly. the money is down to two games. Ding, ding. There you go. All right. We'll be back on Thursday. Break down these two games from a FanDuel standpoint. We'll also talk about the coaching changes in the NFL, how that's going to impact some teams on Thursday show. And on Friday, we'll talk about the wagering and look, we got one more week of shows going into the Super Bowl, which is going to be awesome fun. We'll probably do a, a year in review kind of stuff. Uh, we'll do a little draft preview because we've got the genius of college football, Scott Bodman here. He can give us a lot of takes on a lot of these guys. As we a great way to close out the year and hopefully baseball right around the corner. So make sure you're getting that Line Star app and upgrading to that premium product. And follow us on Twitter at Line Star app, at Line Star NFL, at Joe Pizzapia17, and at Bodman Sports. That'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now except down, set, win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.